Grand facing everyone. I like coming to live spread and coffee. Got my coffee here. Mm -hmm. Very good. Mm -hmm. Awesome, awesome. Let's get started a little bit earlier today. We'll see if people jump on early. Um, I used to do this at like five o'clock in the morning, and then you know, life happens, things change, my times change. So, um, may or may not continue to do it at certain times, and we'll see how that goes. But hopefully, I can get on earlier. What I'd like to do today, though, um, and we'll see, um, is to I want to read from Daring Greatly, Benet Brown. Now, I at first was like, who is this Benet Brown person? And everybody's talking about and this and that and didn't realize that she actually is a researcher <laughs> um and started kind of listening to her stuff you know I don't follow people very easily um I don't jump on everybody's hype you know that's not my thing it's never has been um because you know I know myself and and that's really what this is about is you getting to know yourself right spiritual alchemy is about you knowing who you are and trusting yourself and your internal self so I don't just go following people but she does research she's a researcher and she was doing a lot of research on vulnerability shame and all that kind of stuff and I think with this um I want to read this chapter out of this book which is called daring greatly if you ever want to read it. If not, I'm going to read chapter three, which is understanding um, combating shame, which I think is such a critical topic. I think she is awesome. She did a lot of research on this and what it means. And I think that it's important that we understand what it is because it's a worthiness conversation. And when we start to look at ourselves and say, hey, I don't think I'm worthy. I don't think I'm enough. There's a result in the way that we interact with people, with their world, with the things around us. And so we can reclaim our life and our sanity and our beauty if we allow ourselves to recognize um, what shame is and how to overcome it. Okay. So, chapter three understanding combating shame, aka Gremlin Ninja Warrior training, which I love, right? Okay. Um, we can say Kung Fu Warrior though. And gremlin kung fu warriors uh, you know training shame derives its power from being unspeakable okay that's why it loves perfectionists it's so easy to keep us quiet if we cultivate enough awareness around the shame to name it to speak it we basically cut off cut it off at the knees shame hates having words wrapped around it if we speak shame it begins to wither just the way exposure to light was deadly for the gremlins language and story bring light to shame and destroy it so it does take vulnerability to talk about our stories it does take vulnerability to open up um because of why well shame right they're they're part of it is shame now they they do a distinction between other emotions but shame they explain it greatly in this book okay vulnerability and shame in one book um are you trying to kill us or defense against the dark arts so this kind of, I like, the reason why I was really intrigued by her as well is because she does actually use Harry Potter. I love Harry Potter. So she, so I said, okay, she gets alchemy. Um, and that's, that's what I love because Harry Potter is all about alchemy. And so even though she's not using the word alchemy, it is alchemy. Okay. Last year, after I finished a talk, wholehearted families, a man approached me on the stage. He stuck out his hand and said, I just want to thank you. 
I shook his hand and offered him a smile as he looked down at the floor. I could tell that he was fighting back tears. He looked, he took a deep breath and said, I have to tell you that I really didn't want to come out tonight. I tried to get out of it, but my, my wife made me. I chuckled. Yeah, I get a lot of that. I couldn't understand why she was so excited. I told her that I couldn't think of a worse way to spend a Thursday night than listening to a shame researcher. She said it was really important to her and I had to stop complaining. Otherwise, I'd ruin it for her. He paused for a few seconds. Then he surprised me by asking, are you a Harry Potter fan? I stalled for a second while I tried to connect everything he was saying. When I finally gave up, I answered his question, yes, I'm a huge fan. I've read all the books and uh, several times and I've watched and rewatched the movies. I'm hardcore, why? Uh, he looked a little embarrassed before he explained, well, I didn't know anything about you. Um, and as I, as my dread built up about coming tonight, I kept picturing you as Snape. <laughs> I thought you'd be scary. I thought you'd be wearing all black and that you talk slowly in a deep haunting voice like the world was ending. I laughed so hard that I almost sped out my water. I was drinking. I love Snape. I'm not sure that you want uh, to look like him, but he's my favorite character. I immediately glanced over at my purse, which was still tucked under the bottom of the podium. Um, in it, my keys were and are attached to my beloved Lego Snape keychain. Okay, so here's what I love. Good morning to those on Facebook. She loves Snape. I love Snape. He's my favorite character. So I was like, hmm, okay, this lady might know a little something about something. <laughs> How arrogant of me sometimes. I can be a little arrogant, I know. But it's not even, okay, I'll say it's arrogance. We're just going to put that out there. It's also not just arrogance, but it's also because I don't trust that people, you know, good morning, Christina, people with, it's your life. And when you're listening to people and you're following people, you know, they can actually set you on a trajectory that's unhealthy. If you don't, <laughs> truly know right if you don't truly understand the work and if they don't explain it but she's a researcher and she applies it to her life and so I'm like okay I can get on board with this woman I can get on board with what she's saying plus she understands that Snape was the best character totally agree with her I could probably have a whole conversation of why and we could probably go back and forth okay in my opinion he was the greatest alchemist in the in the storyline um, people make fun of him in other ways, but he was, okay? Um, he was able to transmute all of that pain into to unconditional love, which is not easy to do. <laughs> Even though it didn't seem that way, he did, right? Yes, I recently did a social media cleanup, and it's accurate. Positive energy, promote positive energy. Absolutely. Okay, so she has the snape. So we shared a laugh about the snape projection. Then things got more serious. Uh, what you said made sense to me, especially the part about being so afraid of the dark stuff. What's the quote that you shared with the picture of the twinkle lights? Oh, that twinkle lights quote, it's one of my favorites. Only when we're brave enough to explore the darkness will we discover the infinite power of our light. Okay, good morning, Tulian. And the reason that I wanted to read this chapter out of this book um, is because we were talking in spiritual alchemy about the darkness, about going through all of the icky stuff. We have to go through it in order to come out of it. And again, and I keep expressing this and I keep saying this over and over again, and probably sound like a broken record and that's fine, is that 
we've been taught to suppress that or pretend that it doesn't exist or to sh to make it bad, make, shame it, say it's wrong and never given the tools to move through it. Now we see, right, that we are starting to, our things are starting to pop up of how do we get through the darkness? How do we get through all of this stuff? Well, we're going through it, right, right now. There's so much going on in the world. It's nearly impossible not to actually have to face the darkness. It, it, we're staring at it in, in the face right now. And so should it be as scary as we're making it? Well, it's going to be because for a lot of people, because they've never faced it. They, they, it's almost like the gremlins, like she calls it. It's like they've been hiding out in the dark, creeping. And, you know, we've never dealt with them one at a time. If we had dealt with them one at a time, we wouldn't be dealing with 50 all at once. That can be overwhelming. It could be hard to deal with all your shit and all the shit of the world all at one time, right? It's almost like you get those days, right, where you're like, God, can I even handle all this? Like, I'm done, right? We get those moments. I don't know if you have. I know I have. I get those moments where I'm like, I just, I'm over it. I'm done. I can't take anymore. It's too much. Well, we're at that state, but it's because no one taught us how to overcome these dark um, parts. And that's why I wanted to read what she has to say about shame, because I think it helps us to understand and to move through it. Um, so snake projection. Okay. So uh, I want to read that one more time. Uh, only when we are brave enough to explore the darkness, will we discover the infinite power of our light. He nodded. Yes, that one. I'm sure that's why I didn't want to come. It's crazy how much energy we spend trying to avoid these hard topics when really the only ones that can set us free, we're the only ones who can set us free. I was shamed a lot growing up and I don't want to do that uh, to my three kids. I want them to know that they're enough. I want them to know not to be afraid to talk about the hard shit with us. I want them to be shame resilient. Now, I love the word he said, shame resilient. He didn't say overcome the shame or not, I'm sorry, not overcome, forget about the shame or act as though it doesn't exist or turn it off, but be resilient with. And I think that word resilience is critical when we're doing the work. We are resilient. Anybody who's on this podcast, anybody who comes to spiritual alchemy, and not just this podcast, any podcast that is dealing with moving through dark emotions and overcomes those dark emotions is resilient. You're a warrior. That's why they call it ninja warrior, kung fu warrior, because you're overcoming. It doesn't matter what's thrown at you. You're able to move through it like a warrior. And we rise again and we're resilient. And that's what makes us heroes. That's the hero's journey. I even was listening to this quote today. I, I typically don't listen to this stuff, but <clears throat> it was this motivation. and. And that's what he said. We have to move through that darkness. That darkness is what makes us the hero. We don't understand what healing means until we actually have been wounded and gone through healing ourselves. So it's the process of moving through it. Okay. Good morning, Lurak. Okay. So, by the way, I'm reading Daring Greatly. I'm reading Benet Brown. It's chapter three and it's. Um, about shame, which is um, an amazing topic. And it goes perfectly with what I was reading in the transformational book just recently about fermentation and the process of fermentation and emotions. Okay. So at this point, uh, we were both teary eyed. I reached up 
did an awkward are you a hugger gesture and then gave him a big old hug after we let go of our this stuff is hard but we can do it embrace he looked at me and said i'm pretty bad at vulnerability but i'm really good at shame is getting past shame necessary for getting to vulnerability yes shame resilience is key to embracing our vulnerability we can't let ourselves be seen if we're terrified by what people might think often not being good at vulnerability means that we're damn good at shame so if we can't do vulnerability then we're good at shame okay and i'm gonna she gets into what shame is and there's a distinction between it right there's there's all these other emotions and it's not just shame okay so Tillian, um, I typically don't get callers, but I'm willing to let you call in if you want to call in again. As I stumbled before the language to explain shame stopped us from being vulnerable and connected, I remembered my very, very favorite exchange from Harry Potter. Do you remember when Harry was worried that he might be bad because he was angry all the time and he had the dark feelings? Okay. Now, <laughs> this, this part to me is the hardest part, right? And I get, I get choked up at this part because, and I'm sharing this with you and I wish Lou was still here. I think he got off, but <laughs> I even had this discussion last night and it's, it touches my heart. You guys, right? The ones here, the ones on this podcast and, you know, the ones to come. We've been through shit, right? We've all been through shit. <laughs> and I don't know your stories. I don't know, you know, how much darkness you've seen or how much hurt or pain or suffering that you've gone through. I don't know. I know mine. But at the end of the day, right? And I think this is the most powerful piece at the end of the day. We choose to be good people. It doesn't matter what we go through. We're, we're choosing the light. We're choosing to be good. And that's a choice that we make. And that's a true warrior, right? Someone who can be faced with all of this and still be good and make good decisions and, and love and want to give back. Now, I had this conversation last night with my professor because that was part of the question. Um, you know, how has this work been, you know, hitting you and stuff? And that's kind of what I said, right? I said, look, here's what I'm going through. This is what I'm going through. But in the face of all of that, I mean, I could, it could have went really wrong, right? It could have went really wrong. I could have turned into a, a monster, but I didn't. And he said, let that set in for a while. Let that truly set in. And I, and I did, and it brought tears to my eyes. Because what does that say about humanity? That it doesn't matter how much suffering there's, we, there's people who overcome it and they're still good. That's beautiful, right? That's beautiful. And it's a choice. Okay. We can choose to go towards the darkness and we can choose to let all that anger and all of our pain and suffering bring us down, but there's a choice. And the fact that we choose, right? You wouldn't be here if you weren't choosing 
to figure yourself out because you 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 love so much so deeply that you're trying to understand there's nothing the thing is it's not you right this world was designed already with suffering in it we came into the trauma the trauma already was here it was already here it was already happening when we entered this world the trauma the the wars the fighting the people disconnected all of the stuff that's been going on was here before you and I got here and we're resilient how amazing is that I mean we're resilient to it it's not easy but we're resilient you should be proud of yourself this is where you should be proud of who you are and the fact that you've overcome all of this because it's not easy it's not none of this work is easy life is not easy <laughs> okay but we have beauty in it and we have our brothers and sisters who are here to support each other through it so literally this part and this part of the movie i don't know if you guys are harry potter fans i am but i love it because it is alchemy right and when we think about alchemy and we think about how it works we can say that if you think about like the dark arts right because they talk about the dark arts in harry potter and that's why I like it's easy to relate to alchemy and what it means but if we look at it the dark arts and we see that there are people who could have easily went into the dark arts right when we look at harry's story he's connected to the darkness he's marked by the darkness and he's trying to figure out if he's dark right we see this in star wars we see this in all of these movies right but those who choose to be resilient and move through that darkness and choose to be good anyway those are the real warriors those are the warriors okay so do you remember when harry potter was worried how he might be bad because he was angry all the time and he had dark feelings he enthusiastically answered yes of course the conversation was serious black that was the more moral of the entire story exactly Sirius told Harry, listen to, listen to him carefully. Then he said, you're not a bad person. You're a very good person who bad things have, have happened to. Besides, the world is in split into good people and death eaters. You've got all the light and the darkness inside of you. What matters is the part we choose to act on. That's who we really are. You see, I believe that people I believe that the that people truly act in good nature. They truly want to do good. And there's very few that don't. Now we're wired this way. We're wired to to do good in the face of darkness. And very few are not. And that's because we have emotions. And the only thing that has kept us from truly tapping into that is people telling us not to have emotions. Don't cry. And the dark emotions are what I'm talking about. What we label dark emotions are uncomfortable emotions. But most people don't act on darkness. Most people don't act on those things. If they acted on their darkest thing, we'd have we'd be in real real big trouble. 
real big trouble. I mean, we are now because we have we the people that are running the these country the country, the people that are running the world right now are so disconnected from emotional ties. They don't they can't see it. They can't connect to it, most of them. We wouldn't be at war if this was the case. And some people don't, and they're sociopaths and psychopaths. And clinically, that means that they can't feel emotion. They don't understand it. But the majority of the population does. We just need to heal, and that's it. That's all it's going to take is healing. Now, how does that happen? Well, it's not very easy. It's not an easy thing. I get it, he sighed. We all have shame. We all have good and bad, dark and light inside of us. But if we don't come to terms with our shame, our struggles, we start believing that there's something wrong with us, that we're bad, flawed, not good enough. And even worse, we start acting on those beliefs. If we want to be fully engaged and be connected, we have to be vulnerable. In order to be vulnerable, we need to develop resilience to shame. Okay. See, uh, let's see what she said. Christina, she has a lot to say here. Yes, recently I did social media cleanup. Oh, yeah, we read that. I found that vulnerability and shame is higher. We've been taught not to share. Um, but the funny part is that the vulnerability brings release because it allows others to let down their walls. Oops, I meant vulnerability. Okay. Oh, goodness. Yes, I don't. Don't cry. I'll give you something to cry about from a young age. Yeah, that's what my dad used to tell me. So my dad used to tell me this. He would be, so here's the deal. I'll give you my, what kind of a, a story of mine, right? Invulnerability. So my father, he would say, he would be yelling or I would do something. And I was always kind of frightened to talk because I'm like, oh my God, I want to trigger his anger. So, would it, so I would just kind of stay quiet. And I would think, oh, if I say something positive, then, you know, he's not going to, it's not going to trigger him to, to yell or get upset and, and lecture me and not just lecture me, but yell at me. And to the point where it almost felt like he was going to abuse me. Right. So I said, okay, um, I would, I would stay quiet. And then I would say something. Like, um, you know, I'm, oh, dad, I'm going to be doing this. And then it, it, it didn't matter what I said. It was always going to turn out into something. And it was always going to be yelling and it was always going to be abuse. Okay, so fine, whatever. So all this yelling, whatever, I'd start crying because what do you do? Like, I was like, what did I do wrong? Like, I was just trying to, you know, be nice. Anyway, <laughs> see, I'm going to cry now. It would come up, right? And I would start crying and then he would look at me and say keep crying and I'll give you something to cry about right so I had to stuff down the tears and cut off my throat chakra which is probably why I have thyroid issues now right as an adult okay so I'm getting very emotional today obviously but that right being unable to communicate and to cry, it screwed me up, <laughs> right? I was like, okay, you're going to give me a reason to cry. You already have, but what more reason are you going to give me? Like, hit me? 
abuse me? Like what? So now do I live in those past stories? No, but the, the trauma's there, right? It's there inside of me and I have it, but I don't choose to act on it. I don't choose to, what I choose to do is transmute it and love and you know, with my father, I'm like, oh, he's sick. Like, I understood this. Like, my dad's going through this thing. He's not well. Obviously, he's not well. If he can't be kind, right? He didn't know how. So, moving through that, right? Now, later on, he's learned, you know, it took him years to to overcome that. But still, the the vulnerability of, I'll give you something to cry about after you're already crying after they're already set the abuse in motion and then they want to put more abuse on it and then they stuff down like don't cry it's not good it's like how obviously i'm crying for a reason right i don't i'm not just crying for no reason there's no i don't just randomly cry like i i was good at regulating my own emotions <laughs> hey baram how are you Hey, uh, what is this? D graft. Sunny to you guys. Yeah. So really hard. Now, I don't know. You guys may or may not have been. I Like I said, I don't know your story. Don't know what you've gone through. But we all have gone through some sort of suffering. So we share it together. And if we learn to share it together, we can overcome it together. And when we start to connect in this way, the vulnerability, right? Then we start to heal the world. You know, my professor last night, I mean, he was even crying because he's an older gentleman and he has been doing, he's a psychologist, right? Obviously PhD in psychology. He's a teacher. He does shamanic traditions. Um, he taught, he's gone out um, with shaman. He's come to New Mexico. I mean, he's done a bunch of different things. He's a healer. He's gone on his own journey. Um, and he believes in going back to the roots of who we are to heal. But he said, if 50% of the population thought like you guys did, right? Because we have to write reflective papers. He said, we would not be at war. And it's true because what's gonna heal us is that connection to understand that we all have suffering and together we can connect. Now they said this over and over and over again. You see, here's the thing I was telling, you know, I told you guys my roommate, it's like, yeah, okay, we have what's going on in Canada, right? We have what's going on in Ukraine. We have all these things going on in the world, even when COVID hit, right? And everybody's talking about this. Here's the deal. Who are we at war with? We're not at war with each other. We're at war with ourselves. That internal battle has actually manifested externally. For us to get to that point, we have had to be internally jacked up. How are we going to heal this, right? Well, you've got to heal yourself. And if, for instance, let's, let me just put it this way, and it's very simple, but not so simple. I like to use Jesus Christ because I think it's the greatest example of, it's one of the best examples, not the only example, but one of the best examples of someone who saw humanity's suffering and their plagued sickness and wasn't mad at them for it, loved them regardless of it, 
didn't fall into it. He could have, see, he could have, right? What, what could he have done? He could have said, you know what? I'm going to fight back. But guess what? He would have just fed into the sickness, right? And that's the harder thing to do, to sit there when people are attacking you not to do anything and love them anyway. Not easy. It's not. But most people choose that or they choose shame or they don't choose to talk about the vulnerability. If we opened up and talked about the vulnerability in our life, if we opened up and talked about those emotions and had a safe place to do that, we would start to heal. But where? Who has a place to do that? Do you have a place to do that? I'm asking you guys, do you? If you do, you're blessed. Good morning, freedom. But if you don't, where do you go? There's nothing wrong with you, right? Maybe bad things happen to you, but that doesn't make you a bad person. And in the face of all this, it becomes really hard. Now, with Canada, I told my friend, if they do this peacefully and remain peaceful, no matter what happens, no matter if they're attacked or whatever, then they win. The second that somebody does something and there's fighting, there's no winning in that. We're just recycling the same suffering over and over again. And that trauma gets projected again and again and again and again. But here's the deal. I don't know that it stops in this three-dimensional time space we call life. I don't know that that storyline ever stops. If you guys watched 100, I don't know if you guys seen it. At the very end, yeah, maybe five people at the end choose to say, you know what, we're done. Okay. But it takes healing and it takes vulnerability. And being vulnerable is not easy for a lot of people. It's really hard. You know, the fact that I cried earlier. Most people won't get on social media and cry. And truly tap into their deep emotions. The suffering and the pain and let it go. Do we live there forever? No. Okay. You move forward. You have resilience to it. Okay. So at this point, his wife was watching the start of the stairs. He thanked me, gave me another quick hug and walked away. Just as I reached to the bottom of the stairs, he turned back and he said, you're not Snape, but you're a damn good defense against the dark arts teacher. Um, really good. Now, um, it was a conversation at the moment I'll never forget. On the way home that night, I thought about the line from one of the books in Harry Potter's detailing the fate of several unsuccessful defense against the art, 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 dark arts teachers. One sacked, one dead, one lost his memory, and one was locked in a trunk for nine months. I remember thinking, sounds about right. So when we think about the dark emotions, that's what it does. It kicks us in the ass. It's not easy. It's not. Okay, but what we choose to do. Bad things can happen to us, but that doesn't make us bad. Okay, it's a choice. Um, I won't go with the Harry Potter metaphor because I'm, I won't go on with the Harry uh, Potter metaphor because I'm sure there are two that haven't had a chance to read the books. Um, but the incredible imagination made teaching shame 
a lot easier and way more fun. The allegorical power of Harry Potter um, lends itself to talking about everything from struggling between light and dark to the hero's journey and why vulnerability and love are the truest marks of courage. It is harder. So even in Harry Potter, if you guys haven't watched it with, even with um, Malfoy, right? When uh, Draco Malfoy, when he first meets Draco and Draco says, you know, you'll know who the right people are to hang out with or whatever. And he said, I can determine what's good or bad for myself. You know, in other words, don't project onto me what I should choose. And I'll choose what's right and what's good. But he knew instantly. And he chose, right? He chose to to stand up in the face of somebody being cruel. That's not always easy, right? The underdog, if you will. Kind of like my life. That's what I do. I'm always like with the underdog. Let's go. You got this. Why? Because I've been there. <laughs> I know what it's like. <laughs> and it's not an easy place to be. It's damn hard. Not easy. But alchemy exists in this, right? There's, And that's why... And that's why any, I believe any alchemist is going to love Harry Potter. This is why I like Benet Brown because she gets it. There's an alchemic, spiritual alchemic process to the storyline and the narrative. Um, and the entire Harry Potter is about alchemy, to be honest with you. It is. <laughs> the first one, the Philosopher's Stone. <laughs> that's alchemy. So it is. Um, and she takes a lot of the stuff that, that they talk about in alchemy and she applied it to her books is basically what she did now benet brown is saying well now i can take what she's talking about in order to relate the information to shame what does shame feel like um so and for that i'll be forever grateful she says i didn't see how um I didn't set out to become wild eyed shame evangelist or defense against the dark arts teacher, but after spending the past decade studying corrosive effect of shame has on how we live, love, parent, work, and lead, I found myself practically screaming from the top of my lungs. Yes, shame is as is tough to talk about, but the conversation isn't nearly as dangerous as what we've been creating with our silence. Stop being silent, okay? That's what I'm going to say. Stop being silent. Get vulnerable. It's really hard. I teach people how to be vulnerable and tell their story because once we release that, we're able to heal. Once we connect to a new narrative and we can actually create new narratives, new stories, which is important. We've all experienced shame. We're all afraid to talk about it. And the less we talk about it, the more we have it. Um, we have to be vulnerable if we want more courage, if we want to dare greatly. But what? But as I told you, Harry Potter's friend, how can we let ourselves be seen if shame has terrified is terrified of what people might think? Let me give you an example. You're designed uh, a product or written an article or created a piece of art that you want to share with a group of friends. Sharing something that you've created is vulnerable, and it's true. Create something and share it. Right, me creating spirit and coffee and sharing it vulnerable. I've cried many times on here. I've shared many stories on here. More than most people would. I've exposed myself, basically. 
it's like standing, it's like the dreams, right? When you go into your dreams and you're standing there naked in your dream, that's vulnerable. It, you're being seen for who you are. And you feel, well, people are going to judge me. People, what are they going to say? And you have to be resilient to that because it's who you are. And guess what? We all are. That's what we share in common. Hi, Natalie. Found your show listening to Bin Baram show. Love your show. Oh, good. Someone from, hi, how are you? Baram's on here as well. So somebody from your show said, listening. Thanks, Baram. Yeah, it, it's amazing. So you see that's the interconnection too with, with the human is that we are all interconnected. Alchemy will bring, magnetize those that are ready for a message to come together. Right. And we all interconnect in some way. Why? Because the storyline, the narrative is changing. We're drawing towards each other for a specific purpose. Right. Right now, I'm talking about shame and overcoming it. I don't know how that's going to land for your day. I don't know where that's needed in your life. Okay. So thank you for, for letting me know. And thanks for a shout out to Baram because, um, he he's amazing. I know he talks of um he he goes into the fun stuff. I go into the darker, <laughs> the heavier emotional stuff. But he does I say it's fun because talking about, you know, conspiracy theories and what everybody's doing, which is necessary, right? It's necessary to understand where everybody's at. Yeah, I'm glad you did too. Thank you, Barum. Um, and it's rule, whatever. There's a couple of people you've brought to me and, and that's, it's awesome. I'm very blessed and thankful. Um, the, the dialogue, right? The connection that we all have together. Pretty cool. We are connecting, even though we are not in the same space. Where are you from? Rule black. Is that how you say your name? Rule. <laughs> Sorry. I'm butchering that. I apologize. Um, but because of how you raised and how you approached the world, um, you've knowingly and unknowingly attached yourself worth to how you, uh, how your product or art is received the simple terms. If they love it, you're worthy. If they don't, you're worthless. One or two things happens at this point in this process. Okay. Once you realize that if your self-worth is hitched to what you've produced or created, it's unlikely that you'll share it. Okay. We read that again. Once you've realized that your self-worth is hitched to what you've produced or created, it's unlikely that you'll share it. Or if you do, you'll strip away the layer or two of the juiciest creative and innovatives to make it um, reveal less risky. There's too much on the line just to put your wildest creations out there. And there is, okay? You're living in Arizona. Awesome. Well, I'm pretty close. <laughs> I'm in New Mexico. So there you go. Um, and that's, you know, that's the truth. We, we, we don't dare as greatly if we are afraid, if we attach our art to our self-worth or to our creativity. And guess what? It's not easy to put yourself out there. Like, again, Spirit and Coffee, I've been doing this for five years, but trust me, putting myself out there is vulnerable. Like, here's, here's who I am. Is it going to be received? It may not. Who knows? And if this grows bigger, I'm going to have probably have haters. I've had haters. People hate all the time, <laughs> you know, and they just love them up no matter what. But it's vulnerable and you're like, shit, will people like me? We have this wanting to be belong. We want belonging. We want connection. We're wired that way. 
let's say the majority of humanity is wired that way, okay? The only ones who are not wired that way are individuals who are um, have a condition. They label it, right? Sociopath, psychopath, all that that they they don't have the ability there's something in their cognition that doesn't allow them to connect to the emotion there's nothing it's not that they're wrong it's that they're not wired like we are okay and that's a very few percent of the population we don't have a we just have people who've been very wounded and hurt that's it and now we're looking at how do we heal from that trauma how do we how do we move through our trauma because we're good people but very few are wired not to just not care very few people okay so we won't risk ourselves we won't put ourselves out there and then we feel vulnerable okay so for those of you like i know baram in a way i think there was a time i was talking um about like, I don't know if I should, you know, put my podcast on, just get out there, just do it. You know what I mean? I just did it. I didn't, I don't, you know what my advice would be? Just do it. <laughs> it's Nike's advice, right? Just do it. Like <laughs> there's no perfect timing. You know, we, the, she goes into perfectionism, which is a big thing. It's a problem, right? We're perfect. What? We're not perfect. We're never going to be. There's no such thing as perfect. We're perfectly imperfect. And that's awesome. It's, it's awesome. <laughs> that's the beauty okay so if you okay if you do share um it in it, it i'm sorry yeah i'm gonna do that again if you do share it in the most creative form and the reception doesn't meet your expectation you're crushed your um offering is no good and you're no good the chances of soliciting feedback re-engaging and going back to the drawing board are slim you shut down Shame tells you that you shouldn't have um, even tried. Shame tells you that you've gotten, you're not good enough and you should have known better, okay? If you're wondering what happened, if you're attached to your self-worth, um, to your art, to your product, and people love it, let me answer that from the personal and professional experience. You're even deeper trouble. Everything shame needs to hijack and control your life is in place. You've handed over your self-worth to what people think. I planned out a couple of times, but now I it feels like Hotel California. You can check in, but you can never leave. You're officially a prisoner of pleasing, performing, and perfecting. Okay, this is important. And it does get me in trouble. I'm going to tell you how it gets me in trouble. So I wouldn't say, you know, really be with this information because I'm not here to perfect and perform and all that stuff. You know, if I was, you guys would, I don't know what you would see. I'm not here to perfect this podcast. I'm not here to perform and be perfect. In fact, the other day I had snot coming out of my, it's all over. And you know what? I'm not going to take it off. I don't really care. I'm going to be raw and real because that's what the world needs is raw, real people. Not some fake, pretend, let me pretend I'm somebody I'm not. And then this perfectionist polished clean i don't know what i'm not it's this is not me i'm not gonna do that i'm gonna be real and real authentic and raw when we start to to say it's not perfect and we start to package it really perfect now there's this expectation and then like she said we put ourselves in this trap and 
that's dangerous because then we become performers and we see this with entertainers, right? Entertainers aren't necessarily who they are on stage. Sometimes they even take on whole new personalities because they have to separate their self. They're performing. They're putting on a show. It's a show. It's like a magic show, right? And and we're enticed by that magic, okay? And yes, we can go into the sorcery behind it as well, but it is. It's a magic trick. They're not really, when you talk to them, if you got to know them as a human being, you know, they're different from their stage performance. You hear it all the time. Well, I have a different name when I'm on stage. Or she's really shy when she's not on stage. She becomes a whole other person. And now we're there to please. And you see these people, if they can't continue this rodeo show of performing and perfecting, if they can't continue it, they go downhill really fast. And we see this with a lot of child stars and stuff like that. Because the world is thinking of this perfection. We saw it with Britney Spears more than anybody. That poor girl, she, right? You, you, we saw it with her. That's what this is talking about. So we become our own worst enemy in a way. When we're authentically who we are, you know, I laugh at myself all the time. I'm like, yeah, right, I messed up. Or if I do something or say something and I try my hardest, even when I'm on here, because spiritual alchemy, practical, practical use of esoteric wisdom, not about judgment, but there are times that I bring in judgment. Why? Because I'm human. And I'll say, I try to say, hey, look, this is judgment. And I'm going to say it. I'm not going to lie about it. I'm going to tell you this is coming from, or this is my opinion. Right? But you have your own. You have your own way of, of, of looking at the world and being with the world. So again, the vulnerability of actually being authentically you, will I be received? Because once that happens, right? Once you put yourself fully out there, if you're not accepted, what does that feel like? Well, it doesn't feel like belonging. And then shame surfaces from that. And we go into a hole or we do all kinds of weird shit and we're not enough and all these crazy conversations come out. But if we love ourselves, who we truly are, we know we're good people, then we can be vulnerable and cry like I did earlier. And oh, wow, like what? <laughs> That's who I am. I am who I am. I'm not, I can't, I'm not going to put on these bells and whistles and pretend I'm somebody else. It's, it's just not me. It's not going to happen. You're never going to get that from this. That's never what this is going to be. This podcast will never be that. <laughs> It's always going to be raw and real and it's going to be live and it's going to be on the fly and it's going to be whatever comes up, comes up. It's never going to be, let me write a script and, da, 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 and, and make it perfect. It's I'm not perfect and we need more non-perfect people. Well, we all are non-perfect, but we need more people to say, hey, I'm not perfect. Here I go. Accept me or don't. Don't know what to say. If you don't, I love you anyway. If you do, awesome. Let's hug. Let's Let's connect. Let's see what we can do. Okay, so there you have it, raw and real, full on, and you ain't even see my face live, raw and real. I come, so I used to get up in the morning, go in my pajamas and do my podcast. Okay, I'm not here to entertain and be like, hey, look at me, yay, woo, which is fine. I'm not saying that's wrong that people do that, but what she's saying is that it's a trap, and that's what I love. It's not, we're not judging it. We're saying, hey, there's a consequence here. 
when you perform, okay? It's like Hotel California, like she says, you can check in, but you can never leave. You're officially a prisoner of pleasing, performing, and perfecting. I am not trying to be a prisoner of that. That's all I'm saying. It's okay if other people want to. There's nothing wrong with that. But it will have a consequence on them, okay? Yeah, own one's imperfections. <laughs> yes, amen. Woo. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to continue on this tomorrow and I'm probably going to get on earlier. You guys, I think I'm going to start doing earlier. If I start doing earlier, I might go longer. I don't know. Um, but I'm trying to get up early. I'm trying this new practice. I'm ready for this new part of my life. And, um, I want to continue reading Daring Greatly because I think going over shame is really critical. I think Benet Brown is awesome. Um, I, uh, have listened to a couple of her, her seminars. I, recommend you listen to her she just she talks about it <laughs> from a place of a scientific mind woman she's very i would say left brain <clears throat> and she's having to she's battling herself it sounds like with recognizing that vulnerability um is the key to human healing and and she's trying to figure that out for herself and she's scientifically wanting an answer she's like wanting the magic pill right at least that's how i see her and she she's not going to get a magic pill there's no easy way out and scientifically she's realizing oh shit I, if i want to understand this i have to actually go through it and that is the truth science can stand on the outside pretending that they know um but when you look at the scientists lives i'd say well what is your quality of life how are you living are you happy? Those are more important questions than what is the great discovery you found in science because we are actually impacting the way science happens, right? We impact it in, in our observations. Anyway, I'm not going to get into that whole thing, but at the end of the day, how people live, their quality of life is what's important. That's what's going to heal us. That's going to heal consciousness. It's going to heal the world. And the more that you guys do this for yourself, right? The greater impact it's going to have. If we can tip the scale, if people could really truly have resilience to shame, resilience to their dark emotions, work through their dark emotions and come out and still choose to be good people. If we could get 50% of the population to do this, we have a chance at a, the greatest healing we've ever seen because now we have the, the greatest population on the planet. And all those people can heal their consciousness and heal that plague of suffering. Will it happen? I don't know. But I'm committed. I'm committed to it, obviously. <laughs> I've committed my whole life to it. So there you go. Um, all right. So I love you guys. Have a fantastical day. Oh, I can't get on tomorrow. I'll see you guys Monday because I work. So I'll be at work, but I love you guys. Um, Baran, keep at it. I'm so proud of you for your, you know, um, you getting on there and, and educating people and doing your thing. Um, it's totally awesome. Um, keep going. Um, and for those who are interested in like doing their podcast or like stumbling with how they want to express their vulnerability, reach out to me. I can support you in that way, right? I can help you um, to like really um, have the courage to step into it. Um, because that's what it's about. We're a family. We're supporting each other. All right. So have a great day. I love you guys. And of course I will be seeing you on Monday. Okay. Bye-bye.